Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on, Coach Luca? Back here with the Vigor Life Podcast, and um, today I'm excited, man. I got a, uh, you know, it, it seems that I've been spending a lot of time because I have on on certain topics and certain subjects, um, and and really because it's the things that I'm working on improving. Mostly, you know, inside of, I would say, uh, my businesses, especially Vigor Ground, uh, it's the number one place where I'm really focusing on. And um, to, but this this is something that I'm really passionate about because growing up, uh, you know, I was, especially now when I look back, I was drawn to teams, right? And you, you ask why, and it's, well, certainly like people want to be part of things or, or should I say of uh, collectives, tribes, right? And, uh, and teams and success together is much more fulfilling than success individually. I mean, not saying that success individually doesn't matter, but hey, look, if you look at history, like this is how stuff has worked. Uh, but I know for me personally too, like the reason why, and I've mentioned this before, the reason why, um, you know, I'm drawn to like, for instance, a, a brick and mortar business, uh, why I'm drawn to, you know, teams is because of that environment that I uh, kind of came up it with, with basketball and what it, you know, what it did for me and what it meant for me. Um, and, you know, I've shared this before that basketball was a, a big, I would say the main catalyst for me to uh, also stop, you know, um, with with the criminal activities and being an organized crime. And, and uh, that was what, what pulled me in that direction. Um, you know, and then later down the line, like I realized too, like if, if, if you would give me the, if, if I could, like, for instance, if, if just as individuals, like I had my own business, just me, nothing else. Um, I just wouldn't be very fulfilled by that. Like I, I'm drawn to teams and when it comes to teams and especially, you know, now being in, in business, uh, well, 12 plus years, if we count, you know, the gym in Slovenia, the importance of, you know, a true team. And so what I wanted to cover today was basically nine ways to be the best and a great team member, because like, no matter what, like if, even though if, if I run the company, I'm a team member, right? In, in every situation that you are in on a daily basis, you're going to find yourself a part of teams, right? I mean, if you're working for a company, if you're part of an organization, you have, you know, flag football, pick up basket, I mean, whatever it is, right? But, but more than anything, hey, look, your family unit, that's a team. And so these all like really, really count. And, you know, going deep into the, like, I, what I like to do is have like these frameworks that are, that are simple to understand, but then there's a lot of science backing them up. So I'll go and research it and, then uh, kind of work on like, how do we, you know, are we doing these things um, inside of, you know, um, inside of our business? And if if not, how do we implement them, right? What are the behaviors that uh, we want to kind of start doing uh, and keeping accountable so that we can create the greatest team and everybody can have the greatest success? So that's what brought me to this. And I went through a whole bunch of research and whatnot. And uh, these are going to be denied, although I'm going to, veer off a little bit because some kind of have like almost like sub points, um, which I think is, is a good thing. Cause you know how you guys know how I, how I do. Sometimes I just go off and it's okay. <laughs> so no, number one is um, setting an example. And you know, how many times have we talked about, I would say that nothing happens. I, when I, when I just did that John Russell interview, you know, I said, look, no matter what, right. Nothing happens. If it doesn't start with you, if you're not the, the catalyst, if you're not the example. Um, and like I said, that doesn't mean if, if you're, 
you know, I would say if there's some type of totem pole, whatever it may be, you know, only the person at the top. No, it's just, it doesn't matter where you are. You have to set the example, right? And, and think of it because this is what will tend to happen. And I would say in a lot of uh, teams or companies or whatever, where somebody points the finger and says, well, but that guy isn't doing this or, you know, well, why should I put the best effort if da, 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 right? And you got to stop worrying. Like you got to stop worrying about the lack of performance, productivity, and commitment of others. You simply decide to set the example and show your team you know, what hard work, passion, and commitment look like, right? I mean, it's, it's that simple. I mean, number one is how do you feel about yourself when you do that? So focus on being your best every day, right? Focus on you. So the reality is that when you do this, you'll raise the standards and performance of everybody around you. Uh, now, sometimes what may happen is that, you know, some people get sour and whatnot. But listen, that's not on you, right? That's not on you. And that's that's for usually what ends up happening is like, that if they don't rise with you, they're going to extract themselves in, in some way or another, right? Period. But you can't fall to the level of others and say, well, listen, like they weren't, they weren't doing well, right? And, and that's where it starts. And um, I'll say that there's this, uh, there's this saying, I wrote it down, right? Uh, I can't remember who, I think it might have been Benjamin Franklin. Um, well done is better than well said. And, you know, I, I, I love that. Well, like words are important. I certainly think that words are important, but you know, there's nothing wrong with words, but sometimes we need an inspiring message and, and sure, like, hey, I'm all about that. I, you know, telling stories, being inspirational, being motivational. Um, but sometimes we need to be challenged and encouraged. So know that it that remember that as a teammate, like you you speak most powerfully through actions. Right. So well said is important, but well done is always better. Right. Period. And so setting the example is is number one. And uh, you know, I've done a bunch of, I would say, uh, of the podcast on on values and how you live your values and, you know, li- like how what are the behaviors of those values? And so that's where it starts. And I wanted to bring that up because you got to check yourself. And like, I, you know, I check myself on a daily and weekly basis on, you know, with questions, you know, whether I'm living those things that I speak out loud, right? Because we said, hey, you know, well done is better than well said. And it's like, hey, what are the things that I'm saying, right? That's the whole, like, does your does your video match your audio? Uh, you know, we live in a kind of era where there's a lot of stuff said because we get, <laughs> the platforms are like endless, like this or, you know, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or YouTube or whatever it may be, um, where it's easy to say things, but man, it's a lot harder to do things. Um, so that that's number one, setting the example. Number two is, Using your strengths to help the team. So the most powerful way that you can contribute to your team is to use your gifts and talents to contribute to the, the, to the team's vision and goals. And I, I believe everybody has obviously a, a, a strength and something that they're better at. Okay. And the way I always looked at it is, well, obviously always looked at it, but the way I, I look at it is like, how do you infuse that into the team? Right. Not trying to make somebody what they're not. Um, you know, and, and it's like I said, I'll never be the most organized person on the planet. So trying to put me, spend my energy and focus, you know, getting a ton better at that, uh, probably not the best best use of my time and energy towards, for instance, you know, helping a team succeed. There's certain things that I'm I'm great at that I need to build on. And then sure, bring those weaknesses up. Like I, I, I do think you got to bring those weaknesses up. But, you know, know that 
th- this is this is where you come to work, you, you come to play, right? Using your strengths to help everybody else out. Oh, but just know that without your folk effort, focus, talent, you know, the team won't accomplish its mission. You have to kind of think of it that way too, right? That you came to the team and you have a set of abilities and skills and are you doing those? Now I bring this up because how many times do, you know, people not show up with their best and, and, and their strengths and kind of just try to, I would say, um, settle, right? Be lukewarm. And I think that's massively important, right? You have an obligation to improve like your strengths so that you can improve your team, right? You're meant to develop your strengths to make a stronger team. Now, here's the kicker, right? So be selfish by developing you and unselfish by making sure your strength serves the team. I'm going to repeat that. It's like a very, very profound thing because it's, it's not, and we're going to touch on this a little bit later on because it's not about, you know, obviously when, when, when you're part of the team, there's sacrifices, but you, you got to be selfish by developing you and your strengths and becoming the best that you can be, but unselfish by making sure that your strengths serve the team. That's definitely a quotable right there. Um, so, you know, with that said, it leads us to the next thing because they're very, very closely connected. So number two is use your strengths to help the team. Number three is share positive, contagious energy. Now, research has actually showed, I, I've actually uh, said this before in one of the podcasts, that emotions are contagious and each day you're infecting your team with either positive energy or negative energy. And uh, I think it was John Gordon who said, it, hey, you can, you know, you can be a germ or a big dose of vitamin C, right? Uh, or vitamin V if you're a vigor. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the reality is when you share positive energy, you, you infectiously enhance mood, morale, performance, uh, put a smile on people's faces. And negativity is toxic, period. You know, energy vampires sabotage teams. And, and think of, uh, I, I love this kind of analogy that, that complaining is like vomiting, right? Afterwards, you feel better, but everybody around you feels sick. And this is, this is a choice. Um, and sure, like, look, depending on where you are, you can change that, right? You can change how your energy is. And, and I started doing one of these things, and I learned this from Alan Cosgrove. You know, it's, it's kind of where, uh, you know, one, one of the, the mantras of results fitness is have only good days and great days. So if you can't show up, you know, with positive energy, like even having like, for instance, I'll remove myself and go to the office or, you know, go for a walk or like I'm going to do a reset so that I can come back and be the best Luca possible. Right. And that doesn't mean you don't have bad days. It doesn't mean that you don't have, you know, I would say uh, days where you're, you're, you're sad, tired, you know, angry, whatever else it may be. Right. And that you don't feel those emotions and then you don't overcome those things. But it's like if you start becoming, you know, inserting yourself into a team environment and there's negativity and there's blame and it's just like that's just going to carry over to everybody else. Right. Period. And it's very, very important that, you know, you can catch yourself and be aware of how you show up. Like what like you're you're contagious. But what is it that you're passing on? Right. Germs, vitamin C, you know what I mean, germs, energy. Number four, no one lived the magic ratio. Um, we, we've, we've talked about this in, in both relationships. Uh, and if you think about teams, I mean, it's, it is all relationships. Uh, but the magic ratio is 
where studies have showed that high-performing teams have more positive interactions than negative interactions. Three to one is the ratio. Actually, it, it tended to show that five to one was like the best, the highest performing teams were closer to like a five to one ratio, meaning that teams that experience interactions uh, of, of, of a ratio of greater than three to one, but like I said, the top ones were five to one, um, are more productive and higher performing though, than those with a ratio of less than three to one. So the ratio, uh, the teams that had like a two to one or one to one uh, or more negative interactions than positive ones become stagnant and unproductive, right? So that means that you can be a great team member by by being a three to oneer. I mean, I, and I'd say I'd say why not reach for the highest levels and be more like a five to oneer? Um, create more positive interactions, praise more, encourage more, appreciate more, smile more, high five more, recognize more energize more right and like those are those are actually like simple things to do but you know i think absolute positive regard shining you know shining a light on on wins and positive behaviors i mean one of the things that like like i said like the simplest thing you know the high five the high five or the hug or the smile right it takes i mean very little energy to to do that but but it can be so <laughs> It can make such a big impact. And, and I, I mean, I challenge you, like, you know, um, like one of the, the, the habits that I've just created is that like, if we have a hundred people in a gym, that's a hundred five high fives for me. Or, you know, if I don't high five, I give a dap, you know, we have our little signs or, or whatever it might be a hug and, you know, and then smiling. And while I'm not perfect, that is my standard. Right. And that like, that makes a world of difference because it means that, you know, going back to that's contagious. Right. Somebody comes in in a down mood and, and you high five them, you smile at them. They're going to smile back. And it seems so, so simple, but this is like the filter, right? Like we're kind of going through a filter like to, to check like, hey, are you doing these things? Because remember, if you're, if you're a gym owner, if you're a small business owner, like who else is your team? I mean, the team is the coaches. The team is the whole, I will say, staff and organization. But the team are also the clients. Absolutely. We're all like, I mean, you know, everything around our walls is like, until we all win, us and we, rise as one, right? Like that whole message. But then you got to live it, right? So how can you praise more? You know, and having, uh, like I said, those four by six cars where it's like now having a question of how you can drive these positive behaviors, praising more, encouraging more, you know, appreciating more and, and saying like, hey, how many people did you, you know, did you praise today? How many people do you appreciate? How many people do you high five today? Man, count that. Right. Because it's, it's like a lot of times it's like, hey, what do we do with sales? What do we do with leads? Which, hey, all, all important things, all very important things. But you want to change the culture. You want to change the culture of the team. How about like, man, how many high fives did I give today? How many people did I positively encourage or shine a light on something great that they did? OK, how many appreciation cards did I send out today? Man, like that, that's like start counting that. And I guarantee because those are behaviors that drive certain values and feelings. And so. Why not start tracking? If, if, if things aren't the way that you want them to be in those areas, maybe start tracking behaviors that promote those, those types of feelings. Okay. So no one lived the magic ratio. That's number four. Number five, put the team first. Great team players always put the team first, right? They work hard for the team. They develop themselves for the team. They serve the team. Their motto is whatever it takes to make the team better. Right. And they, and they don't take credit. 
Now, you know, obviously, look, there's we could have all these conversations about uh, self-actualization and becoming the best you, and that is, it's, it's not a bad thing, I would say, to acknowledge, you know, the great things that you did. I'm, I'm actually a, a believer in that, right? But it's, it's also, this is kind of like the ego. I, I, once again, develop yourself to be the greatest so that you can be the greatest for the team. Right? To be a great team member, your ego must be like a subservient to the mission and purpose of the team. And, and, it's, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge to keep the ego in check. Right? I would even say that you know, a, a lot of times um, you know, we, we talked about like different, I would say, hiring who's the right fit. A lot, I think a lot of times what comes into play is like who's the right fit? Um, you know, who do you attract? And sometimes I would say the, the environment, the atmosphere, and the, the values determine that right if, if somebody steps in for instance I'll give you an example right somebody steps into an internship here or anywhere else and it's like they, throughout that internship they feel that this is a team atmosphere right that like people will go to bat for you that people work their their, their hardest to be the best themselves so they can also deliver their best to the team that person either going to be attracted to that or not because it's like man i want to be an individual like i want to i want to like shine and stand out by myself and I don't care about everybody else, right? Like that's probably not going to be the best atmosphere. So, so th this comes back, I know it's a different conversation, but this comes back to like, you know, your, your, uh, culture and the atmosphere and the environment is usually going to attract or deflect, right? A certain type of person. Um, so that's important because if you're thinking like, well, I'd love to have that, but it's not happening. Well, then you got to, check yourself and see like what the culture is like, what the environment is like, what the atmosphere is like. Okay. Uh, it, and it's, it's because the reality is something most of us struggle with because, you know, we have our own goals and desires, but if we monitor our ego and put the team first, we'll make the team better and our servant approach will make us better. And look, this is a reminder for me at all times. Um, you know, one of the reasons it, that, uh, you know, there, there's a, a piece of art, hanging right when you come into Vigor Ground and it's, it, and it's a samurai and it's a commissioned piece that uh, my friend Alexander Ka did, who's an amazing artist, local artist. Um, and it's basically this, this samurai suit and, you know, with the Vigor V on his, on his armored chest. And, there, you know, there's a number of things, the reasons why that's there. And number one, it's for the team because, you know, in... Uh, Japanese, so saburai, you know, the word samurai came from the word saburai, and saburai means to serve, you know, to be a servant, and, and it starts there, and so for me, like, I look at that, and the, the first thing is like, hey, I, like, I want to be a servant to my team, right, and so that we as a team can be servants to our clients and get them to where they want to go, um, but of course, like, you know, it's natural, a lot of times ego can take over and be like, me, 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 but you got to keep coming back to that. Whereas, whereas like, sure, like, you know, develop yourself, right? Be the best that you can, like, that you can possibly be. Um, but then give those gifts and share them with the team because you'll rise much higher together than you can individually, you know, period. Um, so number five, putting the team first. Number six, building relationships. Um, I mean, relationships are the foundation upon which, Winning teams uh, are built and great team members take the time to connect, communicate, to care, uh, to build strong bonds and, and basically just elevate those relationships. 
Uh, and I, I would say that, that, you know, that's like that's anywhere, but you, you'll rarely, and sure, somebody might come up with an example, but like you'll rarely find, uh, I would say, a very successful team, especially that has longevity, where the people on the team haven't built these strong bonds. Why? Because, man, it's like you got to care. Because when you care, I've shared this in like an IG post, I think one day when it's like when you care, you work harder. Right? When you care about your work, you work harder. When you care about the people and your team, you work harder. When you care about your clients, you're going to go the extra mile. Like you're going to find ways to, you know, to be positive, to do a little bit more, to, you know, to, to solve a problem that otherwise you may not. That's not on the job description or, you know, when you, when, when you clock out, right? Like when you care, like, man, you just go above and beyond because it, it's, it's like one of the most meaningful, fulfilling things, right? Um, and so building those relationships is crucial, right? You, because you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you don't connect with others, like you'll fall as a team member, right? You will. It, 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 it doesn't matter. Think about that, right? Like there's, I mean, I can give countless examples from, from my own life for sure, but if somebody doesn't show you that they care and doesn't build a relationship with you, but like they're great at what they do, man, that, that'll never bring the team together. So it's important to take the time to get to know your team members, listen to them, eat with them, learn about them, know what inspires them and show them that you care about them. Uh, I mean, that's just like human value capital, like relational equity. Um, there, there's very few things that can replace that. And so you got to build a relationships. And, I, you know, there's so many different ways to do that. But if you own a business, uh, I'd, I'd start with it's the little things on a daily basis. Um, you know, just communicating with people and finding out like what's going on in their lives, helping them out, like doing the little thing where if, if, if they're if they're busy, I don't know, coaching, you're like, hey, listen, I got you, man, I'll clean this up. I know you, you got your four clients right now. Um, you know, so it's the little things in every day or somebody mentioned something that we're going through a tough time and bringing them a, a card or a gift or a book or right. Like every single day, like you're either once again, credits and debits, you're depositing in that relationship account or you're withdrawing from that relationship account. Okay. Or, or like I said, it's the, the things of like, how, how do you have more uh, proximity and more frequency of connecting, you know, going to brunches, going to the movies, doing team building activities. Uh, and like both individually, meaning if I just go with another coach or together as a team, right? Very important. Like I think that has to be intentional, you know, to, to take the time and energy to build that. So number six, building relationships. Number seven, is to trust and be trusted, right? It, you could put this first, but this is like in no particular order because I think they're all that important. Um, but I mean, I just I just had a, a meeting like with with one of the coaches, and I'm like, man, like our you know everything when it comes to our team is built on trust. Like you don't have trust, man, it's it's, it's a game changer. Right? It's it's nothing else matters really if you can't trust somebody. So. You can't have a, a strong team without strong, you know, relationships, sure. But you can't have strong relationships without trust. Like great team members, they, they trust their teammates. And, and most of all, they're, they're, they trust the team. But remember, trust is earned through integrity, consistency, honesty, transparency, vulnerability, and dependability. I know that's, that's, a, that's a new word, right? But if you can't be trusted, you can't be a great team member. Trust is everything. Um, you know, so, the, the, you know, when it comes to like, especially when it comes to um, 
I'll say honesty, integrity, and vulnerability, you know, those three kind of combine, like having a tough conversations, you know, being able to share when you're struggling because people will help you out, right? If you open up and you share that, like they'll, like your team will help you. And when they help you, guess what? That builds the relationship. Then there's some obligation and then you're more willing to help also, right? This is how it all works. But I'm bringing this up to like a create the filter of like almost, you know, on a scale of one to 10, where are you at? You know, how, how can you improve to be better for the team? Cause there's like, there's literally no downside. Like I've, um, same thing from, from a friend that's, uh, from overseas, you know, he's like, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm working at this gym and I, I don't feel like there's the team is like super connected and, uh, man, like, you know, I'm not really, really connecting with anybody. Cause I, I don't think I want to be here for long. Um, and I, I don't align with the value so much. Actually, I don't even know what the values are. You know, and I asked him, I said, listen, like, do you feel that if you give your best and you're excellent and you connect with the team and you, and you work your hardest and like you become a servant, like you help them out, right? That there's a downside, you know, and you thought about it like, um, well, he's like, I don't want to waste my energy, but I'm like, man, you're, you're going to be doing one thing or another. You're either going to be stagnating, complaining, not doing your best, uh, you know, leaving early, being negative, uh, having a bad aura. And the longer you do that, and I don't give a shit if it's only a month or two more months or whatever, or if it's a year, like that's who you're becoming. Like that's your new pattern. That this, this, is, this is who now, like you're going to become a worse coach, a worse teammate. Like your energy is going to be worse. And then wherever else you go, guess what? You're taking that with you. Like, because you've practiced that. You know, so that that was really the key is like, man, like you show up as your best, like you change it, right? You got to change yourself and guess what? It'll probably change a lot of stuff around you. Uh, so I think that like no matter where you go, you know, I always say like it, it's like the book, wherever you go, there you are. Um, and it's easy to say and like, hey, maybe you're not working in a great environment, but rather than going like, you, you know, you're hoping uh, you're hoping that the environment changes, or other people change around you. I'd say, why not, you know, do your best to be your best and change the people around you because like you were that beacon and you were that lighthouse. Right. And if not, guess what? You still, you still took positive things out of it, period. And yeah, sure. You may move on, but you've improved. Right. And you're still making yourself the best to be the best for the team. Now, if there's no, you know, reciprocity or it's not the right environment, sure, like you're going to move on at some point in time. But that doesn't change, like the excuse is not, well, shit, like everybody's not bringing their best. Why should I? You know, uh, everybody's not being as nice. Like, why should I? Right. This, this, is the, this is the ultimate kind of way to, I would say, um, you know, fall, fall with like the force of average. Right. It's just pulling you down. Well, everybody else is doing this or, you know, like, why should I bring my best effort? Why? Because, man, like. Because that one, you you should be living integrity. If you want to be the best at what you do, and if you want to get better, and if you want to grow, and you know, insert why, like make more money, uh, be more known, you know, have more freedom, provide for your family, then shit, that's every reason that you need. I, it doesn't matter where you're at. Okay, my little rant's over, but that's how I felt about that. Um, moving on to number eight, you know, holding them accountable. So, you know, sometimes our team members fall short uh, of the teams, like expectations and, and, and I would say goals and rules. Um, you know, people make mistakes. 
Sometimes they need a little tough love. And great team members hold each other accountable. Uh, now, I said before about building relationships because, like, you know, hey, we want to keep people accountable, sure, but you want to build that relationship as well. But, you know, great team members, they push, challenge, and stretch each other to be and do their best. So don't be afraid to hold your team, you know, members accountable. But remember, to be effective, you must build trust and a relationship with your team members, right? I just mentioned that a second ago. Now, this is this is an important one. This, I would say, this wordplay is what's been profound to me, right? So if you know that, that, if they know that you care about them, they'll allow you to challenge them and hold them accountable. Tough love works when love comes first. Love tough, right? I'm going to repeat that. Tough love works when love comes first. Love tough. So, because I, I, I see a lot of people talking about accountability um, where they never built a relationship, where they never showed care. Like they just care about themselves and then they want to keep somebody else accountable. Um, and like those two, like just don't go together. Like they just don't, period. Um, and so think about that for a second, right? Just just think about that for a second because that's pretty uh, profound to me. And uh, I would say number nine, because like I said, there's going to be there's going to be some sub points. Um, there's going to be some sub points there that I'm going to share because I think they're important. But number nine is be humble. Um, you know, great team members are always humble. They're willing to learn, improve, and get better. They're open to the team members' feedback and suggestions, and they don't let their ego get in the way of their growth and the team growth. Team growth. Um, I mean, I think that's one of the things that you always see is is um, that the people that obviously one keep improving. You know, you have to be humble because because one of the hardest things is like when you're like, oh, I know, right? Or I'm the best. Because remember, like the best are the best because they want to keep getting better, especially when they're the best. Uh, so, you know, being humble is is certainly, I would say, a, a value that is a must. And me personally, I learned the power of being humble in, uh, well, in, in, I would say in many areas, but you know, when I was married, certainly uh, becoming a business owner, certainly because man, like life smacked me down and I, you, like I had to humble myself to be able to grow. And, you know, because I trust me, as soon as you feel like you, you, you figured it out, you got it, you've done it, that like the universe is going to basically teach you a lesson, teach you a lesson about that. Um, so it, it really is like, Hey, you know, be open, like, Ask like, how can I improve? Uh, and in in most situations, like this diffuses, um, I will say, the tension and conversation, the game changer that you have with people, right? Is is being open and going, being able to go like, hey, look, how how can I improve? Like, let me know. How do you see that I can improve? Or just like I said, being humble enough still to, I don't know, to this day, like one of the things that I pride myself on is like, if I'm I don't know if I'm, a, I'm in a room, uh, seminar, workshop, whatever else it may be. Like I'm in the front row taking notes, um, you know, always listening. I just, I, I had a, a friend come by that was going through a tour that owns a whole bunch of gyms in, in uh, North and South Carolina. And, you know, we were having lunch uh, right here by Vigor, just talking about business and life and things like that. And he brought some things on. I was like, oh man, show me like, oh wow. Like, 
you guys are doing that. That's awesome. Like, we're not doing this. Like, how, man, let me, let me look into it. And I was asking a lot of questions. And it's it's always so easy to fall into the, uh, I would say, you know, making yourself look bad, right? Saving face. Um, and uh, one of my mentors said, hey, you, you, you can do one of two things, right? You can do, you can either save face or you can save your ass, but you can't do both. So choose wisely. And I think a lot of people many times, you know, try to save face. And being humble is, is like allowing yourself to look bad in front of people, you know, for instance, look dumb or, or, or not, you know, not all knowing. Uh, but that's, you know, that's, that's the, the thing about like that, that's courage too. Right. And being humble and being hungry and, you know, being hungry is like pursuing, I would say pursuing excellence at all times. And those, those go very, very closely together, but curiosity, pursuing excellence, um, being courageous, right? They all fall under that because to be humble is to say, hey, I don't know. I can get better. Show me. Help me, right? And so number nine was, I would say, the the uh, the last one of those. Although, once again, like there's so many different, I would say, subcategories here. And some of them I'll share that I, I love from um, from from uh, John Gordon. And of course that, you know, that you could go a bunch of different ways and go like, well, but what about this scenario? I'm saying just in, in, as a, as a generalization, you know, it's like, how do you operate in these, for instance, you know, not complaining, uh, you know, a rule now that we kind of follow is, is that, you know, if you complain, you gotta, sure you can complain, but you gotta come with a solution too. Right. That's, uh, and, and, and think about mantras, like the mantras that you can have in your company that support these, I will say nine ways to be the best team member. And for instance, if once again, that's a mantra, like if you complain, you got to have a solution, um, you know, giving all and taking nothing. And what I mean by giving all and taking nothing, once again, more of a mantra, but like, all right, when, when I, when I played, you know, basketball, right? Like every, like every training session, right? Like giving your absolute all and, when you say like we're taking nothing, meaning it's the mentality of that, that you're not taking anything away from anybody else. Because a lot of times, I mean, that's what happens, right? It's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to take somebody else's effort or work or whatever and, and, or spotlight so that, you know, I can look better. But like give all, take nothing is like, uh, it's basically like, look, I'm going to show everything with my, my, my effort. I'm going to show everything with my results, with my attitude uh, and not because I took something else from uh, took took something from somebody else, if that makes sense, right? So having these mantras is is important, you know. Whether it's something that you have written down for yourself, you have them, you know. A lot of these things that I'm talking about are actually going on one of the walls of Iggy Ground. I'm working, you know, I'm working to put the slogans and mantras there because they just stay in front of people and kind of remind you, right? I mean, that's why I said like every morning I ask myself certain questions, so they put them in a and a top of mind. Um, and I'll finish with this one because I absolutely love this one is like become a come with me teammate. Um, and what I mean by become a come with me teammate, for instance, right? I, if, if anybody knows me, I'm a, a little bit of an obsessive side when it comes to, you know, uh, anything that I go into. So whether it was training, the studying, this, that, and the other, 
in a back in the day, I'd always do all this bonus work, right? And so after like a tough training session, I'd I'm gonna like I'm gonna go shoot. Uh, I'm be like, man, come with me, right? Or somebody be like, hey, I'm gonna improve this. All right, man, come with me. Let's go. Let's go run the stairs. Ball handling drills. Cool. Come with me, right? Be with the come with me team. Like, hey, you need to study some more. Cool. Come with me. Let's go to the library and do some more studying, right? Like, show. Like come along with people because that, that's that's doing a lot of different things, right? You know, when when you're a come with me teammate, there's support and then there's the challenge, but then there's also the accountability, but then there's also the care. Like, look, man, I'll, just come with me, man. I, I got you, right? So rather than you know, because it's very easy to go like, man, you should be doing more of this, you should be doing more of that, right? Where like, a couple of my coaches were like, man, we want to finish some of these certifications. Like we've been a little slow on them. Like you know doing a lot of coaching, this, that, the other, life's crazy. It's okay, cool, let's, let's do a study group, right? And it's like, I'll, I'll come and study too. Like, let's all sit down, let's set a date. Let's all do it. Let's do two, three hours of studying. Here's, here's some days, like, let's figure it out. Come with me, right? Like, if somebody's like, man, like, I'm struggling with this, uh, with my swing. Oh, you're struggling with your swing? Like, or coaching your swing? Cool, like, come with me, let's go work on it, Right? Think about that, being a come with me teammate. And so, the, you know, these are all things. I think that many times you have to extract, first of all, like what your beliefs are, um, uh, you know, around any certain subject. So, for instance, being a great teammate. Once you extract those, check yourself with it, right? Like, am I living those? Like, how do I align with that? Am I, am I on point with that? Or am I, are those things I'm saying but not doing, right? My audio and my video is, is not on point. And if that's the case, you know, then you start changing it. But of course, keeping stuff in front of you, like that's, that's why those things are powerful. Why are core values so powerful? Why are the questions around core values so powerful? You know, why are mantras and slogans powerful, right? Because they give you, it's like this, this guideline, right? Of how like you want to live to be who you want to become. And, you know, if you don't have those guidelines, you're going to be all over the place. So just remember, like, look, you pretty much, I don't care. Like right now, if you sit down and say, look, if you have a, if you have a business, if you have a gym, I mean, certainly, like there's no way of not having a team. But every area of your life, you have, like you're, you're part of teams. And maybe you have different roles in each one of those teams, but no matter what, you're part of those teams, okay? And so following these, I would say, almost like nine l- rules, nine lessons to be a better teammate, like, man, apply them, you know, ask yourself, like, these different things that we went through, like, how you can do some more of that, and I guarantee one, it serves you, it serves your team, and you'll be more fulfilled by, like, the work that you do and who you're doing it with, so do, you put it to action, you know, because when, when you listen to this stuff, like, my goal is always, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to extract something from, you know, whatever I'm learning, and when I extract it, Okay, how am I going to apply it? Like that day, I want to start applying it. And then I want to put it, whether it's in my journal or, you know, on a four by six card, on my phone reminder, on my copper CRM, whatever it is, right? Like keeping it top of mind so that I can start consistently doing it because that's how you change as a person. So make sure you strap. What is the lesson? What is the big lesson that you learned? And what are you going to do different? I'm, I'm asking you this question because I want you to write it down, right? Write it down. Don't just Don't just leave the place of... Tony Robbins says, never leave the place of making a, a, a decision with, without taking action. So right now, if you make a decision that one of those like really hits you, like, man, I could do that better. I want to do that better. Right? Okay, cool. Write it down. What are you going to do better? 
And how is that going to look like? What are the actions that you're going to take? Right? Write it down. Set it up. Put it in place. Hey, maybe it's calling a you know team meeting. Maybe it's uh, scheduling some, I would say, study time. Whatever. Right? But do it. Like, do it. Because then at the point that you leave, you know, listening to this podcast, and it could be anything else, man, when you read a blog, when you read a book, when you you have a good conversation with somebody, right? Take something from it because this is how you grow. This is called, you know, eternal expansion, like exponential growth, like con- consistently doing this on a daily basis is what's going to get you to that next level. With that said, guys, love and appreciate you. As always, thank you for the reviews. Please go to iTunes, leave that five star, leave the review, uh, how the podcast has been helping you. Um, you know, share if you feel that, like I said, that that this has helped you because that's how we, uh, you know, get this out to to more people and uh, and help them take action so that we keep making the world a better place, period, by, by changing our behaviors. With that said, I'll see you in the next episode of Video Life Podcast. Peace out.